There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Not good through Paul's pedigree, but I will start in verse 8, if you will, of Philippians chapter 3. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, what a statement that is, to be found in him, glory to God. Not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness is of God by faith, which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And I'll stop there tonight. And in my feeble best, I would like to point out a couple of facts about the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we may know him and the power of his resurrection. Acts chapter 2. While you're turning there, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. What? 1 Corinthians 15. The second command always supersedes the first in the military, Terry. (laughs) If your dad says it, it's an absolute. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 51, the Apostle Paul, who was a steward over these mysteries, gave us this understanding. And he said in verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. This is a truth that has not yet been explained. This is something that's yet not yet been revealed to man. We'll see clues in the Word of God. We'll see prophecy in the Word of God. But they didn't have understanding of this mystery until the Apostle Paul said this, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall, that's an absolute, be raised incorruptible. In that is the power of the resurrection. In that is our hope. In twofold ministry, we're looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. What is that blessed hope? It's the redemption of this vile body. That that's corruptible will be incorruptible. That which is mortal, we'll read in a moment, will be immortal. We shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. 
And he said, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall, and that's an absolute, have put on incorruption, when does it do that? At the trump of God. He's going to do that in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, as Isaiah 25 and 8, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brother, because of these things, because of this resurrection in Christ, because he is going to raise us up to be incorruptible, to be immortal, to never die again, that's everlasting life in Christ, he hath given to us eternal life, and because of that, thanks be unto God. So therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Why is our labor not in vain? Because we are looking for that blessed hope. We are looking for that one which is to come. We are looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the promise of the resurrection. That is the promise of the power of the resurrection. That will be raised incorruptible. What a wonderful promise. This vile body will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And it's going to change into an incorruptible body. It's going to be changed into an immortal body. This body will never die in Christ. And he goes to the first part of the chapter in chapter 15. Verse 3, for I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scripture. Now we'll go to Acts chapter 2. I had a feeling we'd end up there sometime tonight, so we may as well do that now. Acts chapter 2, and again this great theological preaching that Peter does on the day of Pentecost, and God uses him to open the eyes of at least 3,000, probably opened the eyes of others, but at that day, 3,000 were saved. And he uses the apostle Peter here to preach the word of God and to preach the doctrine. And he preaches doctrine of the resurrection. He preaches doctrine of the death of Jesus Christ. And he preaches it, and he preaches expounding the scriptures that Jesus Christ opened his ears to hear and opened his eyes to see and gave him understanding of these things that he might preach them to us. And in his message, as Peter writes, in verse 22, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. 
whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death. And I want you to notice this next sentence. Because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Death had no power over him. The grave had no power over him. It was not possible that he be holding of death. Why is that? Because of the power of the resurrection. That which is incorruptible shall be raised incorruptible. And I know he's speaking of us there. But we are raised because Jesus Christ was raised. We resurrect because Jesus Christ resurrected. And can I say to you, my friend, Jesus Christ himself could not be held in the grave. He could not be contained. He could not stay dead because the scriptures foretold of his resurrection. We see in Isaiah 25 and 8, and you know, I'll just go ahead. I already quoted that slightly, but let's go ahead and look at Isaiah 25 and verse 8. The prophet Isaiah simply said on this wise concerning what the apostle Paul has told us already. He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth. And here's the key. For the Lord hath spoken it. And because he hath spoken it, death had no power over Jesus Christ. Death had no power over the word of God. God spake it. And it shall come to pass. In Psalms 18, we'll start there on a messianic journey, if you will, through Psalms and just touch a couple of places. In Psalm 18, in verse 3, he said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. What is that last great enemy? He said, the sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. We see here a psalm of Jesus Christ. We see here David the prophet speaking concerning our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Even though the sorrows of death have compassed him about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. That is the cry of Jesus Christ. And he said, and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even into his ears. Psalm 16. In verse 9, therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. And look at the next part of that prophecy. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Now, again, we talked about this a little bit last night. What is your flesh? Look at your hands. Look at your feet. Look in the mirror. That is your flesh. It is your body. That's what you see. He said, my flesh also shall rest in hope. What is that hope? 
It's the same as our hope. It's the blessed hope. It's the redemption of this body. It's the resurrection of this body. That this body will come out of the grave incorruptible. This body will come out of the grave immortal. That's the promise of God according to the scriptures. And he goes on and says, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. The body of Jesus Christ. The body, can I say this church, the body of Jesus Christ, our God and our Savior. He's in the grave three days and three nights. That body rests in hope. That body rests in the grave. And I'm not out of the banks on this, but every worm came by as they've normally done for death. And they've looked at that body and said, no, that's my creator. And they bowed the knee and went on their way. Every bacteria came by like they always do in the grave. And they saw who it was. And they said, that's our God. That's our creator. And they bowed the knee to him. His body did not see corruption. Lazarus was in that tomb for those four days. Surely by now he stinketh. The body of Jesus Christ did not stink. The body of Jesus Christ had no foul odor. He was the Holy One of God. That was the incorruptible Son of God. His body was resting in hope and resting in the hope of a resurrection one day. And there's power in that resurrection. We're saved by His life. The psalmist goes on and tells us in Psalm chapter 6 and verse 5, For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave who shall give thee thanks? Psalm 9 and verse 13. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up, from the gates of death, that I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation from the gates of death to the gates of Zion. And you may not get that now, but put that on a bookshelf because one of these days you're going to be reading the book of Isaiah and you're going to sing like we sang last night. We're marching to Zion. And you'll find out that you came out of the gates of death and you're under the gates of Zion and you'll be there forever with him on Mount Zion, the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Glory to God. And when it sinks in and you get it, you'll understand that he brought you out by the resurrection. He gave you life in the resurrection, the power of Jesus Christ. Psalm 22 and verse 15. Again, Messianic, speaking of Jesus Christ. Now, some of you know a little bit more than maybe others here, but I've made it, I guess, an object of mine in this last year. The Lord so impressed upon me to look for Jesus Christ in the Psalms, and I began a journey back in December of this past year looking for Jesus Christ in the Psalms, and I figured it would take me a month or two or three or four, or five, or six, or seven, or eight, or nine. We're in the tenth month, and we still haven't exhausted the Savior. We still haven't got to the bottom of Jesus Christ. We still are finding Him in places. 
Lord willing, next week. And I had to take some time because next week we're going to be in Psalm 109. And you don't just wing it on Psalm 109. You don't just kind of fly off the cuff in Psalm 109. Because what you see is you see Judas and you see the betrayal. And you see the vileness of that man of sin. And all of a sudden the psalmist flips a switch. He turns it around. And guess who you see on the backside? You see our Savior. You see Jesus Christ. You see the resurrected Savior in Psalm 109. And so we don't want to be flipping about that. Psalm 22, Psalm of Jesus Christ, the Psalm of David. He said, my strength is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. So what did he say? I thirst and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Psalm 23, probably the most well-known passage we'll deal with tonight. In verse 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Jesus Christ, as he prophesies, as he speaks, for thou art with me. It's a comfort, it's a help, it's a assurance that flesh is resting in hope. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are seen.